Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And I'm Daniel Rolls. And today, Daniel... (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing that. No, it's, it's the Halloween special. Yeah, I know. Can we make it spooky? Yeah, no. No? No. Okay. All right. Well, look, we've got we've gotten some some of the most tenuous links to Halloween I think you're ever going to hear. But we've got some great tools which have a, a slightly spooky angle. I was quite um, impressed. I mean, Kieran oh, emailed, emailed this over to me, and he's done quite well, I have to say. I, do you know, this has taken me... I've been planning this all year. It's taken me that long. And actually, do you know, trying to find things with, like, spooky context to them, I've discovered new things I would never have found before, just purely on like googling spooky names. I should probably set the scene because it is a fairly horrific scene we find ourselves in we at the moment. Really as well. But it's from good circumstances. So we are currently very lucky, and we for the Highlands and Islands Enterprise, uh, which is an organisation for Scotland, north of Scotland, and the islands around Scotland. We're doing a tour, a two-week tour, mm. and we are travelling around the Highlands of Scotland, talking about digital marketing so it's very exciting and you'll see more stuff online all about it so anyway that's that's the background uh we've flown up we're driving between places we drove through one of the national parks yesterday took a bit of a, a detour it, thanks to the sat nav yeah it was fine because we didn't break down had we broken down you probably never would have heard from we us again. went through the wilds yeah pretty Definitely. exciting so anyway we're now sitting in a hotel car park uh in a in a skoda in a cheap hire car yeah do you know what you're all sat here with us Virtually. So, you know, welcome. Welcome to the One little tip. Recording in cars. Because cars are acoustically dampened, you don't get echo, uh, and it works pretty well. And actually, you'll probably hopefully hear from the recording quality, it works nicely. So our little Skoda studio. Yeah, so we're not not in the normal high-quality studio setup. The room we're sitting in a car... In a Premier Inn, there are other hotel brands available, yeah, yeah. car park. So we are living the dream at the moment. But actually, it's very much made up for the fact that we are surrounded by very beautiful mountains. We, we are in the heart of Fort William. It, it's, it is beautiful, if not wet, but very beautiful. Exactly. So yeah. let's let's get back to our, our uh, Halloween-y theme. So yes. what's your first Halloween right, research My ha- first Halloween-y theme research tool is called Ghostery. That's pretty on point. It is pretty on point. So go to www.ghostery, that's G O. H S T E R Y dot com. No, it's not. It's G H O S. Did I say that wrong? Can't spell ghost. Oh. Look, don't let that mar the tool. It's a good tool. Uh, it's a browser extension that enables you to analysing all of the marketing tech and tag on. Well, it's certainly on your own website, but also on any of the websites that you visit. And actually, it's quite. This is quite spooky and scary when you start to delve into it. Yeah, so when you take a look, I mean, you'll be aware that you've probably got Google Analytics and you might have some other tracking, but if you're using something like WordPress, what you'll probably find is you've got a number of different plugins and actually they are probably doing a lot more JavaScript tracking than you realise in a lot of cases. So not only is it going to show you the plugins that are running and what they're doing, but it's also going to go through and show you how long they're taking to run. And what's quite interesting is that it's surprising how much some of them are slowing down. So we went through our own website, and there are some surprises in there a little bit, so we're going to check those. I would suggest with GDPR across Europe anyway, so the General Data Protection Regulations coming up in May of 2018, it's very much worth auditing what you're doing. And actually, are you 100% clear on 
what all the different plugins are actually doing and tracking in the cookies they're setting. Mm. So I think just from an audit point of view, it's definitely worth going through and doing that. But also looking at ones that may be slowing you down. You, you do get this kind of tag soup that over years oh. creeps up, and there, there could be all sorts of tags in there that are you know, tucked away maybe in the, the page code or, or perhaps tucked away in some tag manager system that you might not even be you know, fully aware of. So it's great to, to get a, a view of this. We've just been passed by a steam train. I think, it, I think it's quite exciting that it's a, it's a spooky episode and a very spooky-looking steam train has just gone train. past us. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So that's quite surreal. We weren't expecting that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, There's one thing I would say when, when you install the, the browser. There's some interesting things in there. So you can choose to block certain certain tech uh, as you go along your browsing experience and actually that that can really help keep your anonymity uh, and also speed up your your website experience as well it's, it's brilliant for blocking uh you know ad ad tech uh, as well which can be very annoying on, on some news sites and the other thing i love about it is that the, if you have a look in there you, you you click on a little ghost icon when it when it's installed in in your browser and you've got the option down the bottom left hand side to map your the, the the trackers and that's where the exciting stuff happens and this is it actually links to a separate tool by by a company called Everdom, um, but it gives you a very visual representation of all of your tags, uh, what kind of page lag uh, they're causing, and what what order they load in as well. So it's a brilliant visualization. You can sit down with your with your web developers and and, and really bash out look how much of this do we actually need, um, what is this stuff actually doing, uh, who's it sharing information uh, with, and and all of these things high, highly highly relevant for the up and coming GDPR uh, legislation. Also, I'd say that we, we identify one of our tags is taking a lot longer than the other, so we're going to have a little look into that. Um, it was also quite interesting. We looked at one of our competitors' websites, and they are using a phenomenal mm. amount of of different tracking code and setting different cookies. And they're built on WordPress, as are we. But actually, tag bloat is something we're kind of really acutely aware of. It's very easy when you want to do something new on your website. You just go and install a tag. Go and install a, a plugin, sorry. And that plugin will do certain things, and it'll add certain code to your website. But they quite often do things unnecessarily, like you only use this particular plugin on one page, but actually it puts the code onto every single page of the website. So actually there might be better ways of building things and you've got to be really careful you don't just keep adding more and more and more plugins because one it will slow things down two it can cause you some data and privacy issues if you're not sure what they're actually doing in the data they're collecting um, but generally speaking it's just a bit of a problem in that it, it can slow code down when you update your version of wordpress you're using that can cause problems as well now to help us set the scene for the next tool the scotch mist has descended it's now raining quite heavily you may be able to hear this in the background the, the, <laughs> it's also gotten quite dark as well isn't it Don't yeah and it's fogging up but i'm not yeah. sure if that's because we're releasing Could lots of us. hot air or it's outside <laughs> right we're going to move on to the next one now kieran uh but you may notice a slightly different background noise <laughs> that's because the car park we were in in the skoda the torrential scottish beautiful rain was making so much of a noise it's like being inside a drum so uh now it's a beautiful sunny day and we're, we're now in inverness this so the travels continue. This is the longest distance we've ever recorded a single episode over. Yes, yeah, we did have to drive a couple of hundred miles. And again, the sat-nav took us on all sorts of exciting routes. But anyway, we digress. So, so the lengths we go to to get good audio quality. Literally. So tell us all about the next one. Yeah, so the next one is a bit of a stroke of genius. It's called Ghost. I'm seeing a bit of a Do theme you... here. <laughs> I'm not sure this is genius. No, the, you Googled is, one word. I, well, it would look like that, wouldn't it? But actually, this is one I found back in the summer. 
And do you know what? It was the breakthrough for me because I realised, no, the Halloween episode I did, this could work. There's a theme, theme starting. So, so Ghost, if you have a look at ghost.org, it is a, it's a, it's a blogging platform and it's specifically set up for people that like to write. That's what they've designed it for. And what I love about Ghost is a couple of things. The, the interface, first of all, we should talk about WordPress actually, because that's kind of one of the, the, the go-to obvious thing if you want to start up a, a blog in that it's it's free um, and and there's lots and lots of support and themes and plugins and stuff available. Ghost is in a similar vein, but it's it, it certainly there's lots of beautiful themes and the Ghost websites look gorgeous. But the platform itself is aimed to be super, super fast and it's not bogged down with lots and lots of, of, of plugins. In some respects... The flexibility of WordPress can be its its undoing because you add plugin after plugin after plugin. Yeah, some people would argue that WordPress has become a bit bloated mm. in a number of the developments, and it it definitely can be if you're installing loads of plugins. It's one of the real dangers. One of the things that I'd say is that it's perfectly possible to run very very efficient WordPress websites. But yeah. You need to know what you're doing, but if you just want to write then Ghost looks like a, a great alternative, potentially. So you, you set your own hosting I up or something, did, don't you? yeah. So, well, you can go to ghost.org. You can buy hosting from them, a little bit like WordPress.com, I guess. And they'll take care of all the technical side and keep you keep you running, keep it super optimised and super fast. It, that's about $20 a month, so similar similar cost for a start-out package. Um, I opted to go for something a little bit cheaper because, for me, I wanted to set up just something that was a bit of fun actually uh, so I've, I've found some dedicated hosting now one thing i would say you can't just host a ghost blog anywhere you do need dedicated hosting but i, we, I went through um there's a hosting provider we used to use when i was at the agency actually very good called tso and they did they've just started providing ghost uh, hosting and it was only three pounds a month and super super easy to 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 set up so i i think i purchased the domain name through them and set my set my space up and and I was up within about an hour, which I thought was really, really good. And it was very, very straight straightforward to do. What you learn about Ghost, which is which is great, is when you go into the interface, it's super, super clean and super, super minimal. So you actually there's not all of that distraction around. So if you if you wanted to get some writing done, that that's really good. And you you literally have this sort of split screen. So on the left hand side is a white space that you write in. And on the right-hand side, you get to see what that actual post is is looking like. Hasn't it got some markup involved? Yeah, there is. It's a very simple markup language. So rather than cluttering up the interface with lots of buttons for italics and and, and word spacing and underlining, what have you, you literally just use this very simple markup language. It's all based on HTML. So if I want to add a heading in, I would just type in bracket H1, close off the brackets. Um, And if I want to close it off, I, I just put slash h1 and close off the bracket so it's it's super um simple the 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 blog that i've popped up there i I really did set it up just for a bit of fun really so anybody can go and have a look at it it's called (laughs) unwritten.blog which is kind of ironic because it still remains unwritten but there is a there's a (laughs) there's a post there that just explains some of the basics of of uh ghost markup um, so go and have a, a look at that. I'm going to adjust it before we put this show out so you can actually actually see the code that they're talking about because actually when you view it within Ghost, it, it just looks like people have written titles and now, stuff. In terms of interfaces, there is mm. a project underway within WordPress, isn't there? Yes. Um, and there's currently a plugin for WordPress that is, has got a new visual editor because I think the feeling is the visual editor needed a bit of updating. That apparently is going to become part of the core eventually of WordPress. Mm. And... 
one of the key things that's being said about this is when it becomes the core, you're going to have to update your WordPress to take this into account. Now, it's a little way off. It's only in kind of beta testing mode at the moment. But one of the, the challenges of WordPress is because so many websites are built on WordPress, when an update comes out, you really need to upgrade really quickly because there are hackers out there just probing WordPress websites all the time. Mm. So one thing I'd just say is be really careful of is if you're using WordPress, make sure you keep it up to date. And you might find when there's these major updates, you need to do a bit of rework on your website. Mm. Whereas at the moment, Ghost has the advantage of not having so many people using it. But I, I you'd still need to keep it up to date. Exactly, right? you yeah. do, and I think that's it. And I think it's something you've got to build into it. It's just the reality of having yeah. a content management system. You need to keep it up to date. Yeah. So moving on to your next, is this, is this one called Ghost Something Else? It's not. Oh, okay, that's good, <laughs> I guess. What's the next one? So the next one, Daniel. I'm going to not tell you what it's what it's called. I'm going to tell you what it does because this is, this is this is Halloween all over. Okay. I I am going to show you how to bring your almost dead laptop back to life. I guess that's kind of ten- <laughs> tenuously Halloweeny. Fair enough. So, so what's the website? So the website's called Neverwhere.com. What does it do? And what they offer is a, a for anybody uh, just doing this for their own home use. There's a free download, and you can download and set up um, a USB stick so that you can install uh, the Chromium operating system, which is what essentially it's uh, cr- Chromebooks are based oh, okay. on this. Yeah, so but Chromium is the the open source free free version. Um, so it's very very closely monitored a Chromebook. And actually, if you've got a like an old Windows ninety five ninety eight or, or two thousand and seven in some cases, um, Windows uh, laptop. And actually, it works on Macs as well, so very old Mac. So basically, if it's really slow, it's not really up to the game anymore. You can, put you can a much, install this yeah, and just keep it a nice, a, thin, a, thin client. Yeah, a much lighter operating system. And okay. actually, there's lots that you can do with uh, Chrome. If any of you remember the episode we did quite a while back now, but I, I lived on a Chromebook for three months and actually found that most of the stuff... And then gave up. I did give up because there were certain things I had to do in designing websites that, right. that wasn't easy to do. Since then, actually, there's a number of, of, of platforms have come out that would have enabled me to, to do that. So I, I actually think you, you, you could... The, I think the, the value in this is if you've got a laptop that's lying around, it does still need to work. Like if, if the hardware yeah. is knackered, it, this isn't going to change anything. But there may be um, something that's just too slow to use with the, the operating system that was supplied. Or indeed, if it's something like Windows, uh, an early version of Windows, it's just virtually unusable on the internet because they're so so insecure now um then uh, opting for something like chrome chromium os is, is a good thing what's nice when you install it from the stick is it, it gives you a chance to try it out before you actually go for the full hog and install. Well, you can run it from the stick you run you? it from the stick exactly now now but a word then... a word of caution here right if you choose you'd like it and you install it will wipe your everything else off your laptop. So be be aware of that. But you can just run it from the stick and try it out if you, if you want to. But I, I could definitely see a, a, a use for this because actually um, a, an extra screen in my family when they're all kind of being used is quite a useful thing. Yeah, I think if you've got an old computer and you want to hook it up and just have a Twitter feed or something like that in the background yeah, while you're working, things yeah. like that can be useful anything as well. Brand on, monitoring, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, really um, I was gloating then about you giving up being on a... A Chromebook. Really? I should say though, when we I just bought my new Mac Pro a little while back, and what we worked out because my Mac Pro has got no USB connected, it's all USB C. <laughs> the adapters, just the adapters for my Mac Pro, cost more than a Chromebook. That's crazy, isn't it? So uh, I'm not gloating quite as much. <laughs> anyway, let's move <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, what's the next one? I know this one. This is this is it's not tenuous, but it's just cheesy. The next is one. it cheesy? Is there anybody there? The the I want to talk to you about medium. <laughs> wow 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 
Look, uh, this is a I, medium is a publishing uh, platform essentially, and I I think it's it's brilliant for those of you that haven't come across it. What's the best way to describe medium, Daniel? What, I think how it's you just the it? way lots of high quality content is published. I mean, there's 60 million monthly readers now, and I, mm. it's not a platform I'd really looked at before we did this episode. And I knew it was there, and I knew lots of people were going, "Oh, you should publish your stuff on Medium." And I, said, mm. oh, no, I don't really see the point. It's like another Huffington Post or something like that. Mm. But the the reality, which it kind of is, but the reality slightly different, is that people vote content up and down, so it makes it more or less visible. There's editorial who, people who are selecting great content as well, mm. and I found really interesting content really quickly, which is not necessarily an easy thing it, to do elsewhere. It, it's a challenge with the amount of content yeah. out, right? So actually, having a system that kind of crowdsources the best content for you is really, really good. I've found some fantastically funny writers, some fantastically thought-provoking writers. And I think, you know, a lot of people are using LinkedIn now to take their blog content and share it with a wider audience and link back to the blog. And there's a lot of people using Medium like that as well. But actually, if your stuff is really good, people will you know vote it up and actually you've got the potential to reach a really really big audience we'll, we'll put a um a link in as well that gives you some guidance of what you should be doing if you're putting your stuff in mm. there as well so we'll do that. it has a very interesting feature which really grabbed my attention called publications mm. and what this does is it enables multiple writers to all submit content to a, a medium publication so it kind of acts like a a, a bit of a, a magazine format but in a sort of dispersed writing in environment and i think that's definitely could have some some interesting uh, use cases for, for our audience out there so take take a look at publications there are some really good ones so you're not just relying on you know what one particular writer has, has written and it's a great way of discovering new writers as well i think we're going to do a test with this as well so we'll, we'll run some content through and we'll see how we get on with it and tell you what kind of results we get in terms of viewership as well last one I'm, I'm, I'm losing. Hope with this. I'm losing. He's the looking proper miserable. <laughs> What's the next? Come on, Daniel. It's Halloween. What's the next Halloween. tenuous one? The next one. You have to use your imagination to see how tenuous this one is. Actually, it's called drag. Kind of like being dragged, screaming and kicking into the woods. Wow. That's tenuous <laughs> even by your standards. But anyway, tell us what drag does. So drag is uh, a bolt-on interface. So if you use Gmail. Uh, you Google Mail, um, you potentially you'll like this. I think particularly people who, who live in their, their Gmail inbox and manage lots of things through it. It gives you like a card system so you right. can organise your content into different different streams. And I know that, a lot of salespeople particularly that really live in Gmail. And yeah. actually I can see that being really useful in terms of, because you can treat emails like tasks and you can say they're done, they're to be done, you can prioritise them and things like that. Yeah, but you can you can also visually just organise yeah. things. You know I'm a big fan of the post-it planning system and actually this is kind of that for Gmail. Perfect. Yeah. So try it out. So that that's it from the Quick Tools episode today. Um, I promise we'll never do this again. <laughs> I apologise. I'm going to monitor the subscriber numbers and if they go down substantially, oh, we're going to do something no, horrible no, to Kieran. Please share this and, and, and comment on how brilliant it was in the... In, don't do that because then we'll just do worse ones worse worse. <laughs> so we're going to say farewell from our Skoda parked in an Inverness car park we will update you on our, our Highlands tour a little bit more and we'll speak to you again on the Digital Marketing Podcast Thanks for listening to another episode of the Digital Marketing Podcast brought to you by Target Internet If you'd like to get more information on the show, get hold of back issues of this podcast, or get details on any of the links we've mentioned, please visit our website at 
www.targetinternet.com. If you've enjoyed the show, we would love to read your feedback. Please rate us in iTunes or even better, write us a review. Or if you have any questions, please get in touch. We'd love to help.